0: It's the Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. We're getting ready to get ready and get this party started. That's right. You are listening to the Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, where you may ask and you (laughs) shall receive, seek it and you shall find it that's right but as always you have to be at least 18 years old or older to ask the freaking question and get the answer and joining me is my co-host in the house justin what's up and stuff big boy you're looking good and feeling great how you doing
0: i mean first of all this is our first show that's going to be videotape
1: i know super I haven't excited seen, yeah
0: i've not seeing your beautiful face in a long time you finally put on makeup
1: Ah, I'm telling you, I'm not in my PJs doing the show. What a difference, right?
0: You <laughs> and you have, and when you talk and you're saying my name, your head bobbed back and forth like you're a beautiful bobblehead it like baby. It's
1: like having an orgasm, Justin.
0: Uh, Justin, <gasps> I'm <we'll>, excited. <laughs> take a number on that, honey. <laughs> anyway, we are excited. We're super excited today because we're having our first celebrity interview deborah graham yes Tell super excited
1: that. super excited we actually have a former housewife
0: Woo. of what, of what?
1: <laughs> like <laughs> i
0: know a lot of housewives down the street <laughs> are we talking about the bravo franchise yes housewives
1: absolutely absolutely what, what city
0: was she in and who is this person
1: Uh, we're getting ready to ask her all these questions. Oh yes. Let's let her answer them. You're mysterious. I love it,
0: Debbie Deb. Maybe I can play your psychic. I'll give you I know your first name, I know your date of birth, month and day, and I'll just mental telepathy it. The person who's coming on is I can't tell you.
1: (laughs) Ah, so you guys have to stick around and listen in deep and large. No, we're really excited um because this is her first interview um so we're gonna get really deep and large and we're gonna really dig deep with her so we're super excited to have her on as a guest
0: that's right but before we have this fabulous person on to talk about her and read her a little bit how are you I haven't seen like physically seen you in since 2023
1: I know it's been a long time. I'm really hoping that I get back up north really soon. My goal is to get up there in the summer. It's a little too cold for me. Hey, let me tell you what, we've been hitting like low 50s here. So, you know, for South Florida, that's pretty darn cold. You know, our blood is thin. Yeah, well, that's
0: That's why we don't live up north. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not only is that state a little cold now, it's going to go underwater soon. I don't think tell the whole anybody. It's
1: going to go underwater soon. The way we're feeling. Honey. It feels like the whole I planet is just going to explode.
0: I don't know, girl. I live on a hill, and if the water comes over my house, we are done, done, done. But if they go over Florida, eh, what's another state?
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Let me tell you. You know what I look at? The day it's written you're born, the day it's written you're dead, you know, and you have to live in the moment. Um, And I think that was, you know, it's funny you asked me a while ago back what my New Year's resolution was. And I was like, you know, it was like to to play more and work less. But I think my calling was to yes, because what I do is my work is not work. It's my life purpose. Okay. So when I'm channeling, when I'm working with somebody, when I'm reading somebody, whether it's in person via phone or doing the radio or doing, you know, workshops or whatever it is that I'm doing. I feel like I get empowered by helping those people. So that's my energy. And my kind of wake up, or as I would say, my come to Jesus moment was to live in the moment. Not worry about the future, don't worry about yesterday, but to live in the power of now. And that's kind of what I've learned over the last month. Because let me tell you something, January was a shit show. I mean, literally. I mean, it was just it was just crazy. Everything going on. So many people getting sick. Yeah. You know, we talked about it, you know, with my kids and everybody. It was just really a wake-up call. And I think that it woke up so many people astrologically and energetically because it's really interesting what has been happening with the planet. It's like these portals opened up, right? So people are struggling more, believe it or not, right now, trying to really raise their vibration and not yeah. be sucked in by these low bottom feeder people because the reality is it's like your energy is fluctuating right now like a um, heart monitor it's like up down up down and then sometimes this goes <laughs> flat so when the universe you know speaks to you listen to it take care of yourself it's kind of like diet and exercise you have to take care mm-hmm. of your mental and if you think negative it's like eating greasy foods that's when i look at the mm. negativity it's like eating grease
0: it's almost like the line <laughs> is on hold and you're still waiting to press the button and get exactly. into a better universe exactly. i actually heard deb that some scientists said that humans actually want to be nice to each other so i'm now not sure what's, yeah what's going on everybody's fighting Put your guns down, everybody. I
1: think that what's happening is it's like a depletion. It's almost like you have to get pulled down in order to get pulled up. Because sometimes we all live in our ego, otherwise known as our freaking heads. And I think that what is happening is we're starting to go back into the heart chakra. So we're going into like this whole new energy. Because obviously with the Chinese New Year coming up right around the corner, it's really important to start manifesting like a 12-year plan. Because that's kind of what it's all about. It's like this 12-year year plan of opening up intuitively, astrologically, and spiritually to really focus at where you're at and where you want to be in your life right now. So again, it's where you're at and where you want to be in your life right now. It's not about tomorrow. It's about today, because whatever you put today right now is what's going to reflect the next 12 years.
0: You know, I feel like I'm at a webinar.
1: Well, let's get ready to get ready and bust out with this week's astro chart. Okay, why don't we, Debbie Deb? Ooh, we're ready to bust out. Period. Ooh, you could be making some heavy decisions for your future and your financial well being. So, Stay on track. Taurus. Ooh, if you are looking forward for love, this is definitely a great week to make it happen. Gemini. Gemini. Ooh, take time and spend some time quiet. So kind of go to your quiet space. So whether that's your shower, your toilet, whatever the heck it is, find your Zen place and just shut the F up and just stay present with yourself. Cancer. Ooh, there are going to be a few people in your life that you're going to be exiting out. And that's okay because they're low vibrational people and they no longer serve you. You are draining a lot of energy. And the reason why, because you're getting ready to be filled with fuel. So it's almost like your tank is getting released, okay, from the old, the worn out. And you're refilling your spirit because your body is a vessel. So definitely eat fruits and vegetables that are rooted and grounded. Now, what that basically means is what sweet potatoes, potatoes, rutabagas. So eat any type of rooted vegetables because they're actually root and pretty much so balance out your yin and yang. Mm.
0: that's interesting, yeah. Virgo.
1: Ooh, Virgo, love is in the air everywhere you look around. That's right, baby, especially with Valentine's Day right around the corner. So wear your pinks, wear your reds, and open up that sexual chakra. So give a little in order to receive a lot. Libra. Ooh, Libra, take a leap of faith. This is definitely your week to just go for it, whatever the heck it is. Sign up for a class, a workshop, spiritual, whatever the heck it is, buy that home find that relationship this is definitely the week to just get her done so you are realizing what you really want in life what you want is passion and family so take the time to make the time sagittarius, sagittarius. oh sagittarius financial needs need to be met. So whether you need to make that change in your future financially, or whether you need to ask for that raise or change your job and work for yourself, whatever it is, get her done.
0: Capricorn.
1: Oh, Capricorn, you need a day of travel. So basically, drive nowhere, literally just get in the car and drive nowhere and just take some time and pay attention to some things that maybe you've never paid attention to before and stuff. Aquarius. Oh, don't be afraid. Your fear is failure, but today your fear is power. So that means listen to your gut. Don't pay attention to your head. Stay out of your heart. Listen to that third chakra because you are going to get what you want when you want it. Paces. Paces. Ooh, think about what you really want right now for your future and your goals. So that means goal related. So pay attention to numbers and signs. And also, by the way, your loved ones are trying to communicate with you. So for those of you or anybody you know who would like to be a guest right here with me and Justin on the psychic connection with Deborah Graham, just go to psychicdebragram.com. Or if you want to book your own one-on-one psychic reading with me via phone or in person, again, psychicdebragram.com. So we're super excited, Justin. We're ready to get ready to go deep and large.
0: That's right. And for anybody who wants to buy merch, who wants a Valentine gift to buy, to give to someone, just go to PsychicDebraGraham.com. There is a shitload of stuff that you want to buy until your papuskis drop and your bank account is dried up. (laughs)
1: Oh, but you know what? You give and you get a lot because everything is about balancing and functioning your life, especially with the crystals, the mug collection, especially with the evil eye. Because I think there's quite a few people right now trying to put evil eyes on people. So you need to be protected so you are protected. We're so excited to be excited. And we have Jules from The Real Housewives of New York. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so excited,
0: Debbie. Deb, anyone from New York, because we're like country bumpkins now. (laughs)
1: Forget about it, right? And stuff. So we're super excited. And uh, of course, we're going to, you know, really dig deep and large with Jules and be able to see kind of like where she's at, where she's been, what's going on in her life. And Justin will get to someone, interview her, and he'll get to talk. So you know he's going to be excited to get excited and stuff.
0: First of all, you're so excited your screen froze, so you got to calm down a little bit. But How did you two meet Debbie Depp?
1: Well really interesting, um, one of my clients, God bless her soul, who passed away very recently, um, came in to see me and she bought a gift certificate and said, I have a very special person. She didn't mention who she was, what she did, but she was very adamant. Um, about getting her to come in. We're going to keep her name, you know, monogamous just for personal reasons and, you know, reasons and stuff. And she, you know, connected me with Jules. We really connected on a very deep spiritual level. And I know she led me, my client led me to Jules so I can help her channel and connect with the universe and, you know, spirituality. And we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to dig so deep and large. This is going to be a very powerful segment. So if you guys are trying to learn about spirituality, if you guys are trying to learn about your energy, if you're trying to learn how to communicate and connect with your loved ones, this is definitely the show for you because we're going to dig really, really deep and large. So I just want to thank you um, again, you know, for coming on the Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, being here with me and Justin uh, Jules and sharing some of what has happened, you know, since you left Bravo. So what's up and stuff, girl? Tell me what's going on. So,
2: which, by the way, I have to mention, it was very, it's totally weird, but nothing's a coincidence. Two weeks before I had my appointment with you that Barbara um, gifted to me, I, you know, I do a lot of spiritual work and it's amazing, but I'm like, I feel like blocked and I don't know what, I don't, like, I need a healer. I need, and two weeks later, there you go. Like, I'm, I'm meeting with you on, on that Saturday. Oh, Ask, it really.
1: So mean, you I- put it out there and you receive that energy and I'm very excited that we were able to connect and communicate because obviously you did a lot of healing and you still have a lot of healing you're working through right now.
2: Yeah, totally. So I know but Justin
1: this has girl so many fan- questions. Wait, this girl looks fantastic. He's gorgeous. Uh, if
0: she's in pain, you would never know it. And I guess that it's my first question. It seems like when you join the Real Housewives of any of those franchises, you have to be in pain. You have to agree to change your face every season, and you have to come on with some drama. Is that would that be fair to say? I
2: you, they don't. It's not a requisite. It's not like what was in my contract. With, <laughs> <Confrontation>. <laughs> I struggled with that. You know, I I I'm very uncomfortable with confrontation. I I am. Um, listen, I'm not like the. I'm not like Mother Teresa. However, like there's always a way to work it out, and, and it's. I wanted to. I wanted to be on the show and be like Lucille O'Ball. O- you know, like Sonia, Lucille
0: O'Ball, the Irish version of Lucille Ball. I. Said, Oval? I think you did, but maybe it was a glitch or maybe <laughs> you weren't sure if it was. Oval.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. That's something I would say. One thousand
2: percent. I love everything Irish, you know, except the food. I can't.
0: <laughs> oh, I love corned beef. And- you know, corned beef is brisket. I gotta,
1: listen, I'm married to an Irish guy and I except hate. Corn, beef, and cabbage. Honey, I do not like it. My that's husband's that's Greek thing. and Irish. I don't like it. I'm sorry. It's I don't like, like it and I don't cook okay. it. It's
0: prunes. It's prunes, corned, beef, and
1: cabbage. It, well, it, somebody else well, make it and eat it because I'm not. My Japanese mother would
2: make that. Sometimes, you know, she'd like, like to experiment. Like it's, My Japanese converted to Jew- Jewish. I love it. Would make that for us when we were a kid. Corned, beef, and cabbage.
0: Maybe- yes. Well, my Jewish mother, who was Jewish... Didn't con- need to confer. She made the same thing. And she married my father on St. Patrick's day, but they got a divorce. So how lucky could you be?
1: Well, I guess it was lucky for the time they needed to have you.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> let's get off of me. Cause I'm boring, but Jules is fascinating. Boring. Uh,
2: I forget what we were talking
0: about. Uh, We were talking about how you got on that show. Like, what did you have to have a prerequisite? Like, how
1: did you, how did it work out? Like, how, what was the epiphany or how did you sign up to be on The Real Housewives?
2: So I'm, I'm very close with Dorinda. Um,
0: Love her with that, those sharks in her bedroom.
2: I slept in that room and I had no problem with it. I mean the house is gorgeous, but you know that was an issue that I had. Like, who comes and and stays at someone's home as a guest and criticizes the the rooms, like the dec the decoration? It was it was like I really had a problem with. I I couldn't understand, and I wasn't sure if like the girls, Bethany especially, um, like put on a sh- like they put they know what to
0: they put on a show
2: a real reality star. And I struggled because I'm like this is reality. This is my I'm not going to pretend to be someone else, but is is the franchise like solely concentrated on like entertainment is negative drama. And by the way, yes, because that's what people like to watch, you know. They
1: like it. How did you get along with Bethany? Was she hard to deal with? Be honest, just say it.
2: Um at first, I would say the first um, of filming, we got along really well. You know,
1: kids
2: are exactly the same age. She really makes you feel like she understands you, because, you know, I know it all, whatever her quote is. You know? Mm -hmm, Um,
1: mm -hmm.
2: But uh, then she turned. And and, uh, I I hated the way she was treating I remember that season, Luann, because she was uh, with that guy Tom. She always had to... It was like she used um negativity as humor and it was so Mm. mean you know so mean so you have to like take a look at that person and and be like wow what kind of demons do you have or like what are you not yeah heck everyone and or is this just um or is this just entertainment it was real you know
0: well what i remember was you were you are this fabulous person living in the Flatiron building at somewhere near in the Flatiron area? And I'm going, because sure. we had a um an office on 21st and Broadway. And I kept thinking, oh. is that down the street, up the street? Yeah. Then you had those great kids, you had that great husband, and you were just doing your thing. And I thought, here is a normal woman who was thrown into the crazy. And I always wanted to ask a real housewife, did they tell you for every scene, this is what's going to happen. We want you to leave and get really angry at this person. Okay,
1: now go.
2: Uh, No, it actually is real. You know, it is, you know, you film for two hours.
1: And uh man, mine's was eighteen hours a day every day, and I used to get sometimes Sundays off. It was horrible when I was filming the Psychic Matchmaker. Ooh. I loved it and I hated it because I guess it was me. It was my show. I was on all the time. Two hours? You were so freaking lucky, girl.
2: Well, two hours, three, two, three or four times a week.
1: Oh, I would have did that in a heartbeat. That was easy. Yeah, okay, no,
2: fine. And you know, and the, but the show's only an hour, so they take
1: you know their your the best of
2: the best. right know and actually I'm not gonna lie I, th- I thought season eight was the best season i'm not like I'm not saying because of me I'm just saying um it was the ratings were the highest it was it was a very like even though i, I i'm I'm sure you're gonna ask me this later not that being younger I can connect with anyone my I have a ninety two year old best friend Frankie she's amazing however you know they were just at a different I couldn't connect with them, other than Dorinda, you know. Oh, Sonia too. But it just—they were their goals were.
1: Different than yours. And do you know why? Because your vibration, this is interesting. I got to say this. This is a psychic thing. Your vibration is higher. They have a lower frequency and they were probably trying to suck on your tit, girl. They were trying to suck your energy and that's what would make you exhausted and tired. That's why you were able to connect with the other girl, Dorinda. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. And you were able to connect with that person because the other ones you felt like it was almost like a competition. It didn't end up being like fun anymore.
2: It wasn't authentic. Like I just couldn't be myself. Right. say a joke you get feedback and then you keep going i could never like they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to me you know so like how can you be funny to yourself you know like or how can you be yourself when nobody's res- you
0: know respect- responding but yeah. everybody responded to you did you have to come in with some prerequisite of some drama you were going to reveal on the show
2: um just that i was very close with Durinda is the reason why I went on that interview, you know, when the producers uh, came to my house in the Hamptons and uh, uh, she's like, just go for the interview. You never know. You don't have to say yes or no. You don't have to even, who knows if you're even going to make it, but you never know. It's something under your belt, you know, like a connection or whatever you want to have a fashion cooking show in five years. You have a phone number. I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. Whatever. I'll do it. Um, I, I did know Ramona. Ramona lived around the corner for me in Southampton. Mm-hmm. And um uh Bethany, I we have mutual friends. And I've met her, like I went to, you remember
1: she had a talk show?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. God oh, bless.
1: Her. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> what did you say?
0: God bless.
2: <laughs> yes. <girl. laughs> um, so you know, I'm so you know, because I was we had mutual friends, we went to her green room and and then we went to another event of hers afterwards because of my, our mutual friend. And she, she really is like that in real life, which is great because that's authentic,
1: right? I think that's, that's her. She's that's, a, she's her. what she is. And I love that. I love that the people are straightforward and blunt. Some people you connect with and some people you just can't connect with. Yeah,
2: I'm not saying, I think she's really true to herself and that's amazing.
1: You know, like. I, so what, what was the.
0: So once you got on, Mm -hmm. did you say, oh, my God, now I realize I've got to open up my soul and be naked in front of all these strangers, emotionally naked. My kids are here. The husband's here. I have got this, that and the other. I mean, did you did you think what the fuck did I get myself into?
1: No, not at all. Oh,
0: gosh. You're supposed to give us a little dirt, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but a lot turned around for you was, since there. It, a lot happened, so I think it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. it like opened you up to what, and then it took a lot from you. So fill us in.
2: I I walked in very open minded. My kids were going to the same uh, school, same hours. I have eight hours free. What am I going to do? You know, um, my very good friend, Larry, Dr. Prager, you know, Dr. Prager. Oh yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Uh, we, we were talking about starting and I know they always say you, you, you go on the show. It's a great platform to start a business, but, but um, I was anyway. So I'm like, you know what? I have this time. Uh, It's a great platform for me, you know, um, and who knows, you know, who knows what could come from it. Um, I just went, I went in like, blank i never was an actress i wasn't a you know like i i just had the time and i had a business and um it turned because i had no idea i was going to get my divorce would start i had no idea you know about a lot of things um which turned out
0: do you think your husband wanted to divorce you once you got on the show, or was that percolating in his mind? Because it seems like everybody gets divorced on those shows.
1: Oh, yeah. My husband asked me for a divorce. He said, if I didn't leave, I'm telling you, it kind of does it. It kind of changes the if energy. If you didn't
0: leave the show, Deb, your yeah, TLC yeah, show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He, said, he yeah. said, look, pretty soon he says, you're going to have to match yourself. He said, because listen, <laughs> you know, he's like, you signed up for this shit. I didn't sign up for it. He says, if you want to do this, it's about you, your work, your clients. He says, but now you brought me and the kids into it. So to get him even to come and film, it was like pulling teeth out of someone's mouth to make him even show up. So it's interesting that Justin asked the question, do you feel that that escalated you into getting that divorce? divorce? Because I'm going to tell you intuitively before you even mention it. I believe that everything that you go through happens for a reason. Okay. So I believe that was a straw to break the camel's back, but I think it bring everything up to the surface and you almost seem like the good, the bad and the ugly. Does that make sense? Debbie,
0: Deb, not all people have a divorce in front of millions, you know, of people. I know,
1: I know, but I think that this was already work in progress is what I'm saying. And I think that the show ticked it in order for it to happen. So let's dig into that a little bit. The show,
2: honestly, n- now th- that I know what I know now, um, the show didn't, you know, I was busy, you know, so he had time to do whatever he wanted to do,
1: you know, like, so. And it, what was he doing? Let's hear that.
2: Well, it's not a secret. He, he had an affair, you know, um, but, uh. Pig.
1: <laughs> you mm. know, and,
2: and, uh,
0: Horrible man.
2: And, you know, actually, <laughs> after, like, we've come to terms where we, I, 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 I you know, what is the goal here? I just want quality of life. I cannot
0: Aww.
2: more important than I was stressed out. I was paying legal fees up the wazoo in Florida. Cause then I'm in charge because it was post divorce. You know, I'm like, what am I? Stressed?
0: What are you doing?
2: Yeah. I won already. I have full custody of my kids and I, have, uh, 100% final decision making. Like what? Like that's winning. That's my, my, my winning was different than his winning. And I'm like, it's not worth it ever since that ended. We don't, uh, there's nothing to fight about. You know, there's...
0: Wow. I,
2: there's nothing to fight. I'm not going to say that there were little things here and there. But I can handle it. I just, my day-to-day life, I need, I just need quality of life. I can't have another thing over my head. So he, he he had
1: an affair. Good. It was a blessing in disguise, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, Shh, I'm done. I don't have to worry about but this. What? I don't have to go down know. or give a little head to get some head.
2: <laughs> he, he had an affair too. Maybe I wasn't doing the job. You know, who knows? It goes both ways. But however, I'm not going to lie. Like,
1: but this yeah, happened right. during the whole progress of the of the TV show. This happened. Uh, like, how many months in after you started filming did this actually happen?
2: Um, you filmed like three months. Uh, we st- we finished filming end of February, March, uh, and then the show came out in April.
1: Mm.
0: And here's I some had experience. Yeah. Mm. Now, do you, are you assigned a makeup and uh, stylist? Do you have to go shopping for clothes? Like, what's the real deal? Because everybody's always going to a freaking party.
2: So it's reality. So it has to be real. No, like they don't, they don't give you a hair and makeup. Are per- you
1: kidding? They don't give you crap.
0: You're lucky if you get something. But yeah, I- everybody shows up, so it's got to be a competition. Like, everybody's got one.
2: Listen, it was my first season. And if I'm going on television, are you crazy? I had hair and makeup like, uh, like it was on, like they were on salary. Like, I, I, it was, it was, it was, it was, I no way I could trust myself. I, I would die. You know, I can't, I don't know how to do this. I had a stylist. You know, you can't repeat an outfit because then it doesn't look like it's the same. Of course. Whatever. I'm who can compete with? like I can't. Like I don't have the time, you know? Like I have two kids. I I have to stress out about whatever I'm stressed. it was it was
0: like i Deb goes deep with the astrology. I'm going deep the gay deep. So did they give you a he separate girl a long time ago, but
1: he's really gone deep. Go for did it. Did they
0: give you a separate budget to buy the makeup <laughs> and hair? Or no. was it part of the salary? I
2: mean, <laughs> salary- however you want just you know well, you could be at uh hell's kitchen those uh, what is that What was that place called industry you remember industry it's oh a-
0: god oh yeah <laughs>
2: so that's where i could put myself sa- i'm just joking but yeah no i would say well first season sorry first season um it's not about money it's about if you're gonna work out or not and uh exposure and you make you can make you can make money other ways through promotion or what i don't know you know right how- However, no, it's totally real. They do not give you hair and makeup, which I wish they did, but they didn't. It was worth the expense. They, they,
0: they like, throw you in a den of women, mm-hmm. and you have to make it happen for yourself, meaning that you knew Dorinda. I'm assuming you didn't know everybody else, so did you have to force yourself—I I would hate to force myself onto people and go, can you be my friend so <laughs> I can be in the scene?
2: So awkward, right? Um, yeah. And also— I don't do that in life anyway. Like I, I rather, I'm happy having five friends and that's including my kids and my dog. You know, yeah,
1: so- there you go. You want to put the family for a first. Book. We you should it. write that book. Absolutely. You need to write the book and get it done. You know, but what have need you... Is
0: five friends.
1: Exactly. But what have you done since the show? Kind of like yeah. where are you at? Like since the divorce and everything, like how do you feel in your life? Do you feel like you kind of got free? You kind of got empowered. Would you go back? Would you do reality again? Like where are you kind of at right now?
2: Well, never say no, you know,
1: right. I always say that never say never. Cause you may say no today, but tomorrow, heck,
2: right. It depends. You don't what... know. You know um well i moved to florida you know through the divorce uh i actually had to move in with my parents at 30
0: kids
2: well i had it was a very powerful moment for me though you know because usually you cannot you know the other spouse cannot take or not spouse the other parents could not take the kids um I think it's 55 miles away. You can't be that far. So I went out of state. I, you know, I was in Florida with my parents at 38. I I mean, I left everything, you know, reluctantly. I mean, very, like I was lay mm Wow. I, oh, it was my lowest, lowest moment. Um, I have to tell you something though. April, that was April 16th, 2018. My father um, got diagnosed with cancer.
1: Oh, God bless him.
2: And, april 16th 2019 funeral so oh again, there's no such thing as a uh, coincidence like there was a reason why the kids and i went he's my best friend like how could yeah. i,
1: you
2: know, I weekends it wouldn't be enough you know and i got to really we had we shared our lowest moments together and it was a i think it was the best most loving and powerful um Experience I've ever had with my dad. You
1: um, see, the universe gave you that time because otherwise you would have not had that time to yeah. spend with your dad. So you got to remember, the universe takes from you what you cannot handle, and then gives you what you can handle. But that's something that you can't get back. Money you can make, but time yeah. you can't get back. So oh. praise be to God, you had the time to be with your dad. That was that was big.
2: And he really, we got to really understand each other. Um, you know, he didn't. Your parents always like. I even think. Of this, I'm like, you know, my kids don't. I feel bad, but like, my son could be a really I'm a prick, you know. But
1: <laughs> they all can be. Trust me.
2: My daughter, he does. She doesn't shut the fuck up. But <laughs> I love it. But um, no, I I am I, I love my kids. I feel so lucky. But yeah, my dad, my dad and I, we were always so so close, but we butt heads. You know, he was a Taurus. He was very stubborn, and I just wanted to be understood, not misunderstood. So like. I was so, I must have been so annoying. You know, I was grounded 30% of my high school career. mean, like, meanwhile, I was like top 10 in the state of Florida for swimming, 3.8 GPA. Like, I, I, a scholarship.
0: You grew up in Florida. What? Did you grow up in Florida?
2: No, only high school. I grew up in uh, Creskill, New Jersey. It's right across.
0: (gasps) I grew up in South Orange.
1: Oh, no way!
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, there is a way. If you guys pass
1: by each other at some point or another. When you're
0: Jews, you (laughs) go a couple of places. uh, (laughs) New Jersey, New York, and Florida.
1: That's it. (laughs)
2: It'll be comfortable here. Everyone is from New York, thank God. Right?
0: (laughs) Well, not everybody, because, you know, there's a lot of people in politics. I don't think ever visited the Big Apple.
2: Like someone that was born and raised in Florida, alien. It's by. very
1: difficult to find people who are, like, raised and bred it here. I know. It's like everybody, like, you know, me too. I'm a transplant. I'm from Georgia. I'm a hillbilly freaking redneck. But, you know, I've been here Aww. 30 years, man.
2: Burke Jewish, yenta. Like, you're, you're crazy. you crazy. You really, maybe that's why we connect, but you could be anything. I don't know,
1: but you you feel like you're she
0: from- definitely has the heart of gold, that <laughs> Deborah Graham.
1: Say the Greeks, the Italians, and the Jews came from the same kishka. We got the same energy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, was it comfortable for you? Because in the show, you divulged your innermost, you, your eating disorders and stuff. Was that hard to do? I I felt so bad for you. I thought, did this woman sign up for this?
2: Well, I remember that scene it was with bethany so it wasn't she bring
0: it out of you girl. yeah she brought the eating disorder she out.
2: made you freaking throw up girl i'm telling you
0: <laughs> that's but, not nice so but I,
2: it. not that i want to compliment bethany the whole time because we i haven't spoken to her since the middle of filming you know like that's how much i miss her but um <laughs> She has a very smart intuitive um lady and uh i i did at that time i wouldn't have said it if i wasn't comfortable but i do know this i um i have a mantra secrets
1: keep you sick so can't be wow that's
0: another title for a
1: book there you go girl see you got to come out deep and large this is your time to come out
2: (laughs) well you know secrets keep you so if you keep it hidden and, and you're you're keeping that disease alive you know and it can grow and take over you so if i talk about it It's putting it away. Um, And, uh, you know, you can't get caught with all the like the little isms that go with an addiction, you know, so people will call you out because they know, you know, so that's why I'm really open about it. I spoke to my therapist, I remember while we were filming and I'm like, I did this and he's like, well, what's your goal? You know, and I'm like, because eating bulimia, especially is such a secretive, shameful disease. You know, maybe first of all, it was such growth in my own recovery because you know recovery isn't linear. You you know, it's up and down, but like your downs aren't as down as they were six years ago, two years ago, whatever, even two months ago. You know, you keep growing, but but like if I can talk about this and this is not just to like a group it's to the whole entire nation whoever watches the show right right. maybe somebody it's like a light switch like if you just turn the light switch on a flick it could take one second it changes your whole thought your perspective i know
1: you changed other people by speaking about it because a lot of people don't think like you said they talk about it and of course you being a public figure and being out there in the eyes and being like hey I have this problem, I have bulimia, I have things going on, no one's perfect, I'm going to tell you intuitively, you change thousands of people's lives, you really did, I'm telling you, spirit is telling me this right now, so if that was your calling, the one thing that you needed to do by being on the show, then you actually sowed a seed to your soul to help so many people, and I feel intuitively, believe it or not, this is part of your karmic contract is to help other people, especially young girls. Because if you sit there, everybody wants to keep up with the Kardashians. Like everybody thinks like, you know, if I have a smaller waist, bigger boobs, bigger ass, you know, I'm going to get it or a tighter puss. I mean, hell, I got clients that tighten it up. They can't even get it in, you know? So Ah. after, you know, you think this is tight, it's all emotional, (laughs) you know? That's a
0: Florida thing.
1: Uh, I think it's an everywhere thing these days. I think it's a California thing. I could It could be anywhere. I wish people
0: would calm down with changing their face, their ass. It's so boring. Give your money to charity. Right. Help the
1: Tibetans.
0: They're fighting for their country. You don't need a new nose. I'm
1: (laughs) telling you, it's out there. Everybody's doing it. You know, welcome to Boca. This is us. What can I say? Win a win a chicken dinner, girl. But. The reality is you did this and I really think intuitively and we're going to talk more about this cuz yeah. we're going to we're going to run you into the next show you're going to you're going to run her in Yeah, we're going to run her in. She's going to be out. with us. You're going to be with us. But I'm going to channel some stuff for you. Um, and figure out what you need to do because you've done so many wonderful things to help so many people, even though your 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 part on the show, show was short-lived. But as you said, it was short-lived for a reason because your dad passed away. It gave you time to be with him. You know, even though you were so busy, you know, with the show and filming that your husband was getting busy, if you know what I mean. What all due burping respect. Burping on the truth. Mm, burping on the truth. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. But <laughs> now... And it's true. I just feel like I'm just gonna like ask for air here. But now it's Love like it you match, came honey. out, you know, and sometimes, you know, whatever <laughs> it may be that you have to go through at that moment to really reflect, you've done it. So I want yeah. you to give yourself a round of applause yes, for what you've done, Jules. You are just an incredible, wonderful person. But I wanna, She's I wanna a jewel.
0: ask she but, is J E W E L. She's a jewel.
1: She is a jewel. It you're a diamond in the rough. And it you does. know
0: what? I just want to say one thing. You know, everybody can go, oh, that person's an alcoholic. That person's a drug. Because you can see the, the needle marks. You can see the red cheeks. When you have a food problem, that's complicated. Yeah, no one sees everybody it. Everybody needs to eat. And nobody really knows the backstory of eating.
1: Exactly. Now,
2: I, I actually, in the show, I did feel judged and i felt uncomfortable like you're not supposed to if you know somebody has been open with you about bulimia anorexia any kind of eating disorder binge eating be sensitive to it there should be no pressure but every time we went out to dinner they were watching me eat if wow.
0: maybe
2: one actually this is not on the show um and i'll get i have never spoken about it, but we went to whatever, like a casino i think connecticut what was
0: oh maybe- yeah mohegan sun no. Uh what's Not- there's another one there. Whatever here. Yeah.
2: I did a, um a a weekend trip and we just filmed. I went up to my room. Oh we were gambling, whatever. We went up to I went up to my room and at my door there was all of this food. And it was it made me I I, I was so insulted, but I was so hurt. You know, I thought that was so insensitive and I eat, you know, it's just, I, I, you, like my friends should support me, not, um, I felt made fun of. Not
0: sabotage you.
2: I made. I felt made fun of. I, I, I remember I I took that food. I went into the elevator with no shoes on. I remember my heels. Um, and when the door opened in the lobby, there were, the production team was there and I had, Mm -hmm. and I, and I'm like, I'm just. I'm taking this food and I'm giving it to the concierge. I never want to see it and I was I cried the whole night. It was so insulted. You know, I when somebody gives you that trust, it's a gift, you know, that Who you know,
0: gave you the food?
1: Yeah, I was getting ready to ask you who gave you the food. And that, it ends up being Ramona, but not,
0: <gasps> not that woman that with was the a cross trigger. eyes.
1: That's a trigger.
2: Not in but not in a malicious way because I did confront her, it wasn't aired. Um she just she just like was like, I, I, she didn't want to waste all the food. So she, but, but also, why me? You know, why? Right. You know, I do like to eat in the middle of the night. That's like my favorite time, you know, but, but you don't know that, you know, and, and just give it to Luann.
0: Yeah, give it to Luann.
2: Yeah, give it to.
0: She <laughs> needs more energy with her cabaret show. Give it to Luann. What? Give it to her
2: never looked better. Body.
0: <laughs> well, she does look good, I must admit. But when she smoked all those cigarettes, she got a low, husky voice. She's like a mm-hmm. man.
1: And her oh. teeth probably turned yellow. Oh, Deb. God bless. You can it fix that, honey. Yeah, but you know what? That's a that's a big thing these days. People, you know, it, it's the smoking. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. Not only does it cause cancer, but it causes a lot of mental okay, brain waves. Okay, thank you, honey.
0: This isn't Doctor <laughs> Psychic Connection. It,
1: it's Deborah Graham Psychic Connection. I'm the master of all, baby. I'm whole, Woo! perfect, and complete. I see well, all and feel all.
0: So <laughs> we're super excited, Debbie Deb, because you're actually going to read Jules on the second part of this show?
1: Absolutely. We're excited. We're going to go deep and large and you know, just see what's going on in your future and all the things that you've learned. But I want to ask one question before we let you go until we're ready to get you reconnected for our next segment. Sure. Um, quick question. Uh-huh. What was your trigger? That actually got you to be like, I know I have an eating disorder. I need to get help and I need to fix my life. What can you tell if you could? If you could tell our audience right now, one thing that triggered you to open you up, and what could you tell our audience, just one thing, if they're dealing with this right now and they're dealing with an eating disorder or any kind of disorder or any kind of addiction, what would that one thing be that you would say?
2: That that triggered me to get help. You mean uh, yeah. that the light switch on? I remember my father. I was, I was in New York. I was 22. Um, my father and my brother for the summer were in Hong Kong starting a, a donut business. Were-
1: <laughs> I go to donuts. That's my favorite happy place. Dunkin donuts. I run on double D's baby. I, um,
2: I was an athlete all throughout my life. Goodie two shoes. I told you already before. Um, and you know, I, I love, they're the best parents, my parents, but I was, you know, I, I I went to them for help. I'm like, I'm, I have an eating disorder and, uh, you know, like a lot of families, they don't believe in, uh, therapy because like, why do you have to tell your private business to a stranger, you know, and pay Mm. for it. But, um, um, and I, like, I, I, I actually, I had this thought in my head while you were asking me the question. I'm like, do I really want to say this? Right. Um, because I'm not, you know, I, I, um, at 22, I was with, uh, I had a boyfriend that was not, it was kind of like a drug boyfriend, like a covert incestual boy. You know, he. we lived vicariously through each other's happiness. It was very sick. And uh, and I tried drugs for the first time. I never smoked pot in my life. And um, and uh, I called my dad crying. I, could, I was at that lowest, 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 mm-hmm. darkest. A point and I and I and I, I just didn't want to live like that anymore and what got my dad to come fly oh like literally got on a plane and flew overnight my sister picked him up and they knocked on the door like at 10 o'clock at night I remember and um and that's that was the reason why what that was his reason oh my god you, you did drugs you're a drug addict you're going to rehab mm, mm, mm. Eating disorder that I wanted help for, and I wanted. But you had
1: to trigger that in order to be listened, because they weren't paying attention to your eating disorder.
2: Yeah, it it was that you know. But your to answer your question, I mean that was. I guess I triggered my dad, but.
1: But that's what you wanted because you were crying for help. You were wanting yeah. that and they weren't listening. And it was like the first thing the families do. And this happens a lot. It's like, shh, don't talk about it. Oh my God. You know, that, that's just, you know, taboo here. But you yeah. knew you had an issue and you knew you needed help. And that is one thing that you need to do. If you have something going on in your life, look for help. Do something, say something. So that, was, if- that was your way of coming out, girl.
2: But um, being misunderstood is a, was a big thing for me. So I don't know, you, you kind of like, you know, a chameleon, you like learn how, you know, who else are you going to go to, but your parents are 22. And that's what I got to come down. But I went to the most amazing um, treatment center for three months in Boca, actually, uh, Karen Renaissance. And um, that's where I, I started, My I guess, like the first part of my, you know, you have to hit rock bottom.
1: Right, right. That was felt, your journey.
2: I, I had no money. You know, I had no, I had nothing, you know just nothing like you know when you're living in addiction there's lies because you're hot you're you do anything to protect your whatever your addiction
0: your brand so Mm -hmm.
2: you know and uh you know you can hurt people you know i'm sure i've hurt i know i did i've hurt my friends my my family you know if they don't understand but when you get better and you really understand the nature of addiction um the people that you love will understand too, you know, and you go with that. Most people like to just talk about themselves anyway. So, so, cause I was so insecure. I'm like, Oh my God, I just left everything. But uh, I stayed in, I stayed in New York, uh, sorry, Boca for treatment was for three months. I stayed in total 18 months in Florida Wow. At, back to New York. And it was amazing. You know, Back, it was 2004, I think. Um, You know, were you so thin because you wanted to be like Kate Moss? (laughs) You know? Oh, jeez. It wasn't that way. I, I, my diagnosis was bulimia um, because I was very comfortable staying small like a child. You know, like being, you know, dependent on my parents, um, dependent on other people that, you know, just before I left, I had that, that uh, relationship with that so healthy, but, but, uh, like you get like like a graduation, but you're still connected to the treatment center. And they're like, you have to go out and you're on, you're not even allowed
1: a car. You can't even talk
2: to your parents and go by, get a job. You're on lockdown.
1: You're on lockdown, but you have to sit still with yourself to really clear, you know, but I'm going to ask you a question really quick, Jules, after you came out of the treatment center. Did your family, like, realize, like, have that kind of, like, wake the fuck up moment and be like, wow, we need to, like, really support? Or did you not get the support you needed at that moment?
2: I, they wanted to in their own way, but they didn't understand what I needed. I needed mm-hmm. – I didn't want it either. I, I needed to separate from them because I needed to learn how to grow up, like, literally right. – Child mentally to a woman. I was 22, you know. So my dad was really upset. He was so upset that he was like, "I'm not going to pay for the, th- the third month of treatment." Treatment then.
1: Wow. Uh, Whoa, I, that's deep.
2: Yeah, well, he didn't. He didn't get it. You know, how could you? I sent her here to get better, and now you. Can, I can't. You know,
1: and. They don't realize that it's a process. And I think just at that moment, it's like, you know, you were there for three months. You know, I paid for it. I did this. I did that because, you know, the family didn't really understand it. Because if you don't really go through this, what you went through, this is serious. This is really, really serious. And there's a lot of people out there suffering through this. And, you know, who's ever listening and you know somebody, absolutely do something, say something, support those people. There's young kids out there. And I think there's so many more people out there right now dealing with this because they think they have to look and be a certain way and right. that's all the social media shows us right now you all know of what the I-
2: anything though so, the thing is is you know take that one second whoever's listening and just be vulnerable because vulnerable is good not bad you know it's it's vulnerability is uh, fear I mean I'm not going mm. to Renee Brown but but if you quote
0: her <laughs> you
1: know,
2: vulnerable that's courage and that's the first step of getting better it's just i mean in a they say you know admitting that you have a problem you know so so anyway long story short after the 18 months i i i got a job i went from it's not like a halfway house like you think of like but they they graduate you into like so like you're with other um patients from your treatment center but you have to pay for you have to pay uh, rent or whatever. You know, roommates for rent, but it's in like I hate the word halfway house because it sounds like, oh my God, you were with people with no teeth. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were drinking smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> sounds like half of Florida. I love it. We all have no teeth. <laughs> so we all got the dentures, girls.
2: <laughs>
1: I got a job at the most amazing, bus-
2: uh. Meister Park, okay? Yeah. Then, then um, then I manifested moving into it was called the Jefferson and Camino and Federal.
1: Yeah, of course I know that. Yeah, okay.
2: I had the amaz- most amazing apartment. I finally got my car from my parents, and we started talking again. And 18 months later, I'm back in New York because my body went from childlike and having all these responsibilities. I was an assistant manager at a, a cute kids, high end kids store that still exists today. And I'm, I just bumped into the owner the other day. It was so crazy um and having adult responsibilities and and being independent 18 months later i i I started i mean i'll never have boobs i bought them but like (laughs) i love um, it but however but like my body started to form into a woman and um
0: you know, just naturally. And that's, when oh, I- oh, that's such God a great you. story. You
1: know, and here the beautiful I think- part, and, and I don't want to cut you off, Justin, but this is yeah. really important when I'm channeling. I'm sorry. When a spirit comes to me in a message, I need to give you this. And we're going to talk more about this. So definitely stay tuned. The dad is telling me a lot, but we're going to, we're going to get ready to get ready to go into that next segment here soon. But the truth of the fact is that you came here to heal. You came here to Florida to heal. Mm. Think about that. Okay. Then you I- left. You went back to New York, you went through all this, you know, then you lost your dad, you know, you got a divorce and you're back in Florida. So what does this mean? You came back to heal. This is your healing zone. And whatever it is that the universe, the metaverse, whatever you want to connect it to is giving you the power to raise your vibration and your frequency and get on that spiritual journey. So we got a lot more to talk about in the next segment. And I thought people go to Florida to go to Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, who knew hey, that you go
0: to heal in it's Florida It's a
1: place to heal. So whether you want to connect with your magical princess, your fairies, your Mickey Mouse, your Minnie Mouse, you're connecting okay. with that inner child. So let's get ready to get ready and listening to the Psychic Connection. So if somebody wants to be a live guest right here on the Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, all you have to do is go to psychicdebragram.com and say, I want to get a live free reading. And also, if you want to book your own one-on-one personal psychic reading with me, in-person or via phone, just go to psychicdebragram.com.
0: That's right, everybody. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and review to this lovely podcast with the fabulous Psychic Deborah Graham the great producer, Ryan, and this amazing Jules,
1: J-E-W-E-L-S for jewelry. Jules is the best. We love you, girl. God bless you. God be with you. Peace out. (laughs)